Small Business Spoonfuls is a weekly Q&A with Lisa Smith and Mason Merrill providing the answers to questions you have about running your small business. This podcast is sponsored by HelpDeskSuites.com. If you are a busy employer, we are your employment law compliance help desk. Visit HelpDeskSuites.com to find out more and become a member. Now, here's your host, Lisa Smith and Mason Merrill. Hello, welcome to Small Business Spoonfuls. I'm Lisa Smith. And I'm Mason Merrill. And today we are talking about questions that you, our listeners, have written in and asked us about your issues that you're facing at work. Yep. So what is our question for today, Lisa? Okay. So our spoonful for today is John from Kentucky writes, he says, we are a small business and we are not subject to FMLA. And he's talking about the Family and Medical Leave Act. Mm -hmm. And he says, but I noticed in a policy handbook we created, it mentions adoption leave of six weeks in the state of Kentucky. So I'm wondering, since we're a small business, do we have to do that? Okay. So what are we talking small business here? Ten or less? or? Well, generally speaking, he's, ref- he's comparing himself to FMLA. And so with FMLA, if you have 50 employees or more, then you have to comply. But if you have fewer than 50, then you're considered a smaller business and you don't have to provide FMLA for your employees. And so he's saying since he has less than 50, does he have to do this adoption leave? Okay. Gotcha. So what 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 is the uh, guidelines here for a small business in this situation? Is he correct? Does he not have to abide by this term? Well, it was interesting. So in this situation, I had to go out and look up the statute. And so it was really easy because Kentucky did a great job on this. They uh, just said all employers. So in this case, it was literally all employers. Yeah, so it's plain and simple there. There's no ifs, ands, ors, buts about it. There's no footnotes there's no asterisks there's nothing it's all employers have to abide by this this law so yeah what his policy says is correct yeah so i just wrote him back and said yeah john that's it you've just got to do it and so you know um it it may not be as common of an issue for employers rather than people just kind of going out and popping out babies, you know, and going under FMLA. But people do adopt, and thank goodness for that, you know. So I I think that's a great policy to have in place, you know, give mom and dad some time off with baby and, you know, get bonded and everything. And, and of course, on smaller businesses, it can be a hardship. But in Mm -hmm. this case, Kentucky doesn't give them an option and is going to require them to provide this. But but the, the good news, I guess you can say for John, is that this is unpaid leave, so they will not have to pay this they will just have to job protect this individual yeah that was my next question and so do is this for all states across the board do it or is this a different kind of can be different in each state right yeah it can be different in each state you know fmla for 50 or more federally that does protect adoption uh bonding but as far as at the state level um there can be a variety of different adoption laws at the state level and for for different numbers of employees it can be for all or it can be if you have 10 or more or you know whatever and so you've just got to know your state and that's where it, it can get a little tricky yeah that's right and so John, we're apologize that you live in Kentucky and have to require this, but you know, 
just be happy for the parent, the new parents <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. your case. But exactly. that kind of wanted to segue. So that's our question for the day. But that's kind of a nice segue into types, different types of state and family medical leave laws and what those different things is are, sorry, and what to look for in your policies and different things so you, you understand really what's going on in your state. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, this year, you know, we were talking earlier and you pointed out that this year has just exploded for the sick leave and, yeah. and really the last few years. And this year has just been crazy, it seems like, which is good. I mean, you know, as an employee, you want to have paid sick time off. That's wonderful. As an employer, you know, I can feel the pain on the other side of that checkbook, you know, because yeah. sometimes, especially when you're a smaller employer, um, it can be harder to come up with the funds to let people have paid time off. And then maybe you can't afford to put a replacement in for them and pay them to be gone. And, you know, so that kind of stuff can be taxing at times. Um, it has to be balanced out. And that's why it's been kind of a hard fight and a very controversial topic around the country. But, it's been happening more and more, and, you know, we've had cases where these laws fly straight through. Sometimes it's at the state level. Sometimes, though, more and more we're seeing that it's at the city level. So, like, Albuquerque, you know, they have their own. Birmingham tried to get their own sick leave, and it got batted down last year. And then this year, Austin, Texas. Yeah. tried to get theirs and it just got declared unconstitutional by Texas. Yeah. yeah. So you hear that employees, let's just rewind a little bit. You hear that it, it sometimes depends on your state and it sometimes depends on your city. So usually it's in bigger cities that where they have different types of laws and things like that. And once you get out of the kind of the metropolis air, air, area into the rural type places in your state, it's just a general kind of thing. But just make sure that you understand your city's laws. Yeah. And you know what? There are two or three counties even in the U.S. that have enacted it at the, at the county level. So, yeah. you know, and that's the thing for employers, too. Like if you're an employer and you just like came to one of my seminars and heard me say, Austin has sick leave. Yay. Yeah. And then, you know, we wrap up the seminar and then a month later it gets declared unconstitutional. Like I didn't lie to you on seminar day. So, like, it was true the day I told you that. But then a month later, it's 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 off because the, the court came through and said, no, we're going to cancel Austin's sick leave. So now it's canceled. You don't have to do it anymore. But if you're not keeping up with all of that, if you don't have sources that you can pull from where you're constantly checking your information, you might be going out there and giving all your employees paid sick leave in Austin and you don't even have to. Yeah, that's right. Yep, <laughs> so, so it's you have to employers really have to know what's up. Yeah. So that's a great example on how you can save yourself some money in some situations, you know, with the whole Austin situation right now. Um, so that kind of segues into what are some different things to look at? Like, for instance, um, say domestic violence leave, violence leave laws, you at nine times out of 10, you're not going to see uh, something specific for that. So what would that fall under? What kind of category would that fall under? Yeah, in policy? there are all these little laws that have been written in and they are Sometimes they're written as what they are, DV law, you know, whatever. But often, more often than not, they're put into a sick law. 
a sick mm-hmm. leave law. Sometimes the state or the locality will call them sick and safe time laws, yeah. um, but a lot of times it's just sick leave, and it'll be paid sometimes and sometimes unpaid, but um, usually they'll list it in like the reasons this leave could be taken, and it would say like the employee's personal illness, the child or the parent or the spouse or what, you know, kind of like FMLA does, that illness, you could take time off to care for them. Or if you have a domestic violence issue or if you have a family member who has a domestic violence mm-hmm. issue. And then it'll even go in to say where you could go to like to take them to the emergency room or to go sit with them in court to get a restraining order or just it'll sometimes it'll get very detailed. And so that is an actual domestic violence policy that's a law that's a pay, possibly a paid time off job protected reason um that the county or the city or the state has put in there for you and um you may or may not even know about it as an employer and then your employee comes in and asks about it and takes the time off and maybe maybe you don't realize and then you terminate them because they're taking all this time off and now you've just broken a law yeah and somebody down at City Hall is going to let them know that they got fired illegally. Yeah. And now you got a case pending against you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're in hot water. So be be sure you understand exactly what that sick leave entails and the, you know, like like you mentioned, we see a lot today where that that um they've specified sick and safe leave to try to make that more clear to mm-hmm. employers. Um but what's uh like there's one that kind of I, I hadn't seen much of uh, this one small ne- small necessities law. What's uh, w- what's kind of covered under that umbrella? Yeah, this is a fun one, and I really love this one because, like, as a as a working mom for years and years and years, you know, you're always so torn of like I've got to be at work. I need the time. I need the hours. I need the money, but yet there is a play this afternoon, or yet there's a parent teacher conference and. You know, I want to try to book it for after school, but then everybody's trying to do that and there's no time. And like, what do I do? You know, like it's just such a constant, like not in your stomach type thing, you know. Well, a lot of cities and states and counties even have written in to their sick time off or maybe they've just written into just a separate policy this thing called small necessities where a parent can be job protected to take unpaid, usually time off, to go and take care of these issues. So it might be a parent-teacher conference. It might be a dental appointment for their kid. It might be that it's the kid's play, you know, school play. And even it's it's something like that that is written into these laws that is specified school functions. Um, anything that could be known as sort of just a small necessity, but the things that parents stress out about and sometimes miss and don't prioritize. And this is kind of helping us to have a better work-life balance mm-hmm. because you know, we don't put off our kids because we're so afraid of losing our job or, you know, not, you know, not being in favor with the boss or, you know, having some sort of retaliative attitude coming back at us because we went, you know, to the play or to the parent teacher conference or whatever, you know, it's all of these really, you know, gut wrenching things that we go through. And so these laws are really nice and but they're not 
not in the in the foreground. You don't hear about them all the time. People mm-hmm. don't always talk about them. So it's something that you've got to check with your state and you've got to know, do they provide us with small necessities leave? And are we supposed to provide our employees? And this is one of those things that will commonly be written all employers. Yeah. So it you don't have to have 50 or 100 employees. This is usually everybody gets it. Yeah. And it's across the board. Back to John's situation there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a that's those are some really good things to look at. There's more. Believe me, it's not just this little umbrella of little things. These are just a couple of exa- examples we wanted to shed some light on and what to look for and different things and situations will come up where you're like, do is that covered? Do I know or do I have to pay? Do this or that? And so it's really good just to be educated on. If you're a business owner, small, big, doesn't matter in these situations, just to really understand exactly what you need to do to make sure everybody's covered and everybody goes home happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. And um, <clears throat> yeah, and you know, and it, when you're reviewing, you know, you're required to review your policy handbooks, your employee handbooks annually, at yeah. least annually, if not more frequently than that, but at least. And so when you're reviewing those, take a minute to go through that leave section and Mm -hmm. really break it down. If you're one of our help desk suite members, then if you have our employee handbook creator, then you know already. If you don't know, I should tell you that we will help you customize that section. So we will do that homework for you. As a matter of fact, most of the time when you do our generic handbook, it's got all that stuff in there for you. But if there's anything that's popped up that's not yet in our generic book that, you know, comes out of the box, then you know, let us look back through it for you because yeah. we're very help, ha- you know, very happy to make sure all of those little side leave things, you yeah. know, get popped in there and you don't miss anything. Yeah. And it can save you a lot of time too. Because, oh, yeah. Um, you know, having us just help you out is just, can you, you can be working on other things and pop in a handbook in your email and it's, you just review it and you're good to go, you know, kind of thing. So that's, yeah. that's really the benefit of what we try to accomplish for employers and just trying to help out. And just remember that your employee is not going to understand all these laws. Nine times out of 10, they should. That'd be a good practice for them. But nine times out of 10, they're not going to understand. So this responsibility really relies on you because they'll come to you and say, oh, yeah, I can take this leave. I can do that. Um, And if you don't understand, they could get by with something or you know, you could be in violation of telling them no. So kind of thing. So anyway, you just want to really make sure you're covered in these situations. Absolutely. So FMLA, it's a tricky little thing, but it's definitely a necessity this day and age. And it's even more of a necessity to understand it. Absolutely. Across the board. Okay. Well, I think that was a pretty good topic to talk about. And um, we will hit you with some more. It's a wrap. I'm Lisa Smith. Until next time. I'm Mason Merrill. Be audit secure. To find out more about us, visit helpdesksuites.com slash podcast. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts.